Welcome, everybody, to None of This Really Matters, the podcast. This is the producer, Just Rob. Uh, We're going to take a second for our fallen friend, Chica. She has passed on to the great beyond, and we know that all dogs go to heaven. Uh, We love you, baby girl, and cheers. Cheers. What's up, guys? This is another episode of None of This Really Matters. Uh, uh, just want to say the obvious now. My dog, Chica, has passed away. And it's unfortunate, but life happens. And if we sound any different on this episode, I'm just going to be transparent. That's why. So whatever happens, happens, you know? So we move on, and that's how it goes. And... Uh, I guess I should talk about I went to L.A. this weekend for like four days, four and Mm -hmm. a half days. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was fun. I saw some cool things, some cool like uh, movie locations. I saw the super bad liquor store and that was pretty fun. And uh, there were some bad parts of it that I noticed (laughs) and that I experienced. But it was an experience nonetheless. And... uh, I missed you guys, low key. You too. I missed my bed, and uh, yeah. So yeah, I went to LA, and was like kind of manifesting of one day I'm gonna be in one of those studios. I saw the Warner Brothers studio, I saw the CBS studio, I saw some other shit. But I will say I did see a lot of. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was the, all the advertisements I saw. And just how much there is out there. And how it's just the way it is now. Like, that's just how, like, everyday life is. Because I did hear uh, Twitter is coming out with, like, a paid subscription service. Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't offer ad-free, like, stuff. Which it's like, that's not even worth it. Because... On Instagram, I have Instagram, and that's all I have, or that's all I go on. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's ads, like, every three posts that I see. But I mark, when I see ads, I mark them as spam. Oh, yeah. Because. Depending on the ad. Honestly, some ads, I'm like, I kind of need to be up yeah, to there, date on that. There's very few ads very I see few. where it's like, oh, shit, that's actually something that should be in my algorithm. But um, a lot of them, I just... Uh, Oh, twist it. There we go. A lot of them, uh, I just mark them as spam because I hate that ad. I just hate advertising in general. And I feel like it just ruins momentum of not only life, but just shit you're trying to enjoy. But, um, yeah, I just saw so many billboards. And, and like, I've been to L.A. before. But mm-hmm. now I just, I'm older now. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're 20 years old did you say i'm older now people think you're an asshole <laughs> but um yeah i'm older now and i <laughs> and i uh i just saw so much and i last night i was you know writing things down mm-hmm. um considering the mental state i was in but i was just going off about the bad things 
about LA, which there's a lot, but there's a lot of good things at the same time. But I was just saying LA is dirty. Like dirty. it's it's so fuck because we got back to Phoenix. And I was like, yeah, I love Phoenix. Didn't I tell you it's one of the cleanest places I've ever been in yeah, my Yeah, it is so clean. Because, uh, like, people say, I mean, I say it too, but L.A. and Phoenix are, like, the same. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I came back to Phoenix, they were so much cleaner than them. Yeah. And, You're just younger than them, too. And it's just, it's so, I just, I would rather live in Phoenix than L.A. But I see why people go to L.A. Because now it's, like, a staple of of entertainment now a staple of media it's a it's a uh, cultural like if you come it's, to america it's a cultural you mecca to, you yeah LA. it's either new york or a LA. Lot of tourists, any lot of any coastal city mm-hmm. is is kind of the way to go and honestly probably not like the east coast where there's like four different places you go orlando new york city mm-hmm. washington dc it's like LA. Yeah, you go to LA. <laughs> you can go to like Seattle, maybe. You, but you that go to sucks. LA and maybe San Francisco, maybe. And so, but I was just think like in my head, I was just like, ads should just go back to like being unapolog- unapologetically ads, like yeah. where they, you know, they're just like, like they're not trying to sneak it in or they're not trying to, you know what I mean? They should just be like, oh yeah, we're trying to sell you something and we're trying to do this. We're trying to like this is a commercial. This is an ad. But, like, I noticed that, like, there's a, there's commercials now that, that try to capture, like, your interests or just pop culture interests. Mm-hmm. Like, like, when Moonlight came out uh, and then it won the Oscar for Best Picture, you see Apple commercials that try to capture the aesthetic of Moonlight. And all of a sudden you're seeing sad commercials that were like Super Bowl commercials that you're crying to. And it's like, where the fuck did this come from? You know what I mean? So it's like, like, stop trying to be in my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's too much. And so I was just thinking they should just go back to like the 50s and 60s to where it's just like they get some famous celebrity smoking a cigarette. Like, oh, this is whatever, whatever, whatever. And we're buy this at your local store. And it's just like, they should just do that. Would you, would you say that Instagram kind of... Does that? I sometimes I feel like. Um, well, let me not say I feel like. A lot of the the influencer li- influencers I listen to and like entertainers, they're saying they say that um, that the advertising people in these big companies they're so disconnected. It's like or there's like they're you're, hey your son I got this job because my son. Because my dad knows somebody or some shit. And there's people that Nike hires or Apple hires to, like, be that person who's supposed to be of the culture Mm -hmm. and, like, put taste into the... And it's, it's like, not even... It's some douchebag white boy who, like, lives in an apartment in San Francisco somewhere or some shit. Like, some techie kid who's also creative. And it's, like, why the fuck is that a job is Mm -hmm. is my thing. It's, like, that's so crazy to me. Because, and then the other thing is that no one really gives a shit about it anymore. Because it reminds, I brought this up a few times to you, and I think one time on the podcast, but about the, the Deadpool thing. Mm-hmm. How it's a, Marvel's a billion dollar, or Disney is a billion dollar corporation. 
and you and then you see Deadpool like here's my trailer to my shitty movie and watch it you idiots and then everybody's like okay with it and it's like yeah I get that's Deadpool but it's like people who don't know are still oh no, yeah I'm about to say are, 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 they're still like oh yeah like that's funny they got it figured out but mm-hmm. really it's like that's how they're advertising movies to people he wasn't popular <laughs> enough to not do that. Like you had to be a comic book fan to mm-hmm. know who Deadpool was. Like that's you. Nobody knew that he was Deadpool in mm-hmm. X Men. And so it's like when you when I see that, like, or at least looking back at it, of just like my my point is that people are just okay, or with with all of what's going on. And and as I was you know writing down these things uh, last night, I was thinking about uh, also about how me getting into film over the past year and filmmaking and how how much you need to know about film to get into it. I mean, how much you need to know about anything to get into it. But uh, like people in L.A., I did see some filmmakers, you know, while I was at Amoeba, you know, at least once a day while I was there. How would you know they were filmmakers? Well, they, it was either them literally filming or uh-huh. or I was in a section and like I just like kind of bumped into them and you know we're just like oh hey and then we were I they picked up a movie or I'll pick up a movie and then they'll we'll talk about it because you have to be a filmmaker to pick up the movies y'all are picking up <laughs> yeah so the and the shit I was like because they have literally have a certain section of like they have like an international section mm-hmm. they have like they have uh, you know you're with filmmakers or at least cinephiles. When you're in, I was in the director section where they separated the movies by director. Mm, that's and, definitely like. And I was in there like, oh, Robert Altman, Wes Anderson. I was like going through all of them. And um, they did have an Ingmar Bergman section. And I was like, but I already had like two of them. But, and they're also expensive. So I, I wasn't about to drop all of that on, on, on Blu-rays. But anyways, like the the shit there's just what i was thinking about not you know talking but just thinking about how filmmakers are and me i hate like the whole feel bad for me vibe i'm about to say but the whole like situation i grew up in i hate to say it being a brown person why would you hate to say it? Don't but, be but like, or that. just attaching it to to me being a filmmaker it ain't your it, fault that they see you as brown and and uh and like me not knowing about the apparent classics or cult classics or mm-hmm. the essentials or art house films that you need to see, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never seen Titanic and I've never seen all of the Godfather movies. But I think that's also your age. And, 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 yeah, and, that, and yeah. The, my, my age and, like, where I grew because Bottle Rocket by Wes Anderson, I, we've talked about it before, um, is, like, one of those, like, films you need to see and i have watched it before but it i just watched it like a year ago Mm -hmm. but like 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 i said like where i was from like i'm not i was born in the cultural mecca of 17th ave you know in christown manor it's like where the fuck am i going to be advertised bottle rocket Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's like shit like that is like i don't really need to like that pressure i guess of of needing to know these things and it's just like that's stupid to me where it's like i guess for audio there's certain things you or people you need to know or things you need to listen to like oh have you heard pink floyd's mm-hmm. dark side of the moon and it's just like do i need to listen to really, people are like dude you don't you like you they're like you do music and you don't love the beatles and i'm like 
Well, I'm a black kid. Nah. From DC, so it's I like, where was that like offered to me? Yeah. Like, and how am I? How am I, I supposed hear to? It, it's like literally, you're telling me at the same time there was like James Brown, mm-hmm. the Dale Phonics, the Temptations, mm-hmm. all of Stevie these people, Wonder. These yeah. people were out, and y'all are telling me that all of y'all were like, these are the greatest people to ever exist. Yeah, right that's now. insane to me. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, as, they're like, <laughs> and they're not what? even a, okay. That's not starting. Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. Even Let's American, not get dude. too into that yeah, racial. Not even fucking Ameri- It's not political. racial. It's fucking colonialism. Fuck y'all. Fuck Britain. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I put another thing. I was like thinking about was people like me. I guess don't aren't like grown up like raised i should say i was gonna say grown up but aren't raised around that like you know what i mean like culture to that culture of like other of of like finding deep cuts of movies and because you know my my dad he was i guess a cinephile not necessarily a cinephile he just loved movies yeah no no you didn't have cable back then and and the amount of movies he had because I look back at the movies we had and it's like that's actually a deep cut like that's actually a film that people would want to study mm-hmm. in film school like uh like the even the shit we would rent from Blockbuster and and shit like that I was like dang I've seen this movie when I was a little kid but now I'm watching it again for a different reason mm-hmm. kind of thing so but just thinking about that of like I guess I'm lucky that that I was that everything I get that's why I believe everything happens for a reason but I am lucky that I've experienced the thing I experienced the things I've experienced it's almost like Slumdog Millionaire mm-hmm. I was like everything I've experienced in my life has led up to what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. and it's like you have to be thankful for like even if it's bad or even if it's good like you've learned it's all about learning something mm-hmm. that's why there's that like People say there's no such thing as wins and or there's no such thing as losses. Yeah. There's only wins and, and lessons. lessons. Yeah, and so and that's what I've learned, you know, throughout the years of like growing up. But that is true. Like it sounds corny. Like it's you know, only a loss if you quit. And yeah, so it's like learning all of these things and like applying, actually applying it is what makes it a win. Right. And so. It, it it is crazy to think about you know the pressures that other like other people in your industry will put on you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I was just thinking about that of, of especially people in LA of how the how big the egos are there. And so and there was this one movie. Would you say that some of it that ego? Like, of course, all the podcasts we listen to, most of them, like, at least move in the circle of L.A. Would you say that that ego is fake for the most part? Like, everybody is trying it, to, like, it put is, on airs. Like, oh, I live in L.A. and I'm doing well. And it's you, like, you do. Like, I was there and I will admit, I was, I did catch myself, like, being like, I'm, I'm, th- I'm trying to do this. I, I've done this. I do, like, whatever. And... You do sense the pressure, like I said, the pressure that you get from other people, and mm-hmm. that gives you that, like, oh, I that pride, I guess, mm-hmm. of like, oh, I need to do this, I need to say this, I need to act like this. Yeah, but yeah. there's some people who would get carried away mm-hmm. with that, and and that's why it's like, I guess the nice guys finish lasting, where it's like, if you have a soul, 
If you keep a soul. That's actually that's a good connection to make. That is that's kind of like a New York. If you go to New York, everybody feels like they have to be like mean or mm-hmm. assholes or you or even just uh people say when they move there like you just feel like you have to do something so yeah. you just start it's just an energy or like dc like how aoc everybody's like oh she's a politician now i'm like yeah sometimes you get sucked up in the machine when you move mm-hmm. to dc like you get sucked right up into it mm-hmm. i had some friends they get sucked up into the po- political game now they speak like yeah. politicians like they always speaking like they're trying to sell you something it's like jesus Christ, yeah dude. and and Sell you some, like exactly. advertisements. Yeah, they're trying to sell you on themselves. And then so, because there was this movie that I actually posted on the None of This Really Matters Instagram. You guys should go follow if you're listening. Always. And uh, and subscribe and, to the Patreon. And also uh, follow us on Letterboxd. On Letterboxd. Make sure you go follow because that's where all of my reviews are. Mm-hmm. Have you seen some of my recent ones? Yes, I have. I wrote one. I wrote one for <laughs> Risky Business <laughs> with Tom Cruise. I saw that. That's my funniest one where it's... I gave it two stars out of five, and I put, this is everything I expected it to be. <laughs> Dude, and- you know what the fucking funniest <laughs> review I saw was, was for the new Conjuring? Hmm. And that shit said, <laughs> knocked over a box of Fruit Loops. The devil made me do it. <laughs> they said at the end, it was like, this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> Have I, you seen it? I think we started it. My parents wanted because I only didn't finish it because uh, I haven't seen all of like the other ones and mm-hmm. the in the in that. You didn't see universe. the you didn't see the first Conjuring. I saw the first one and that's it. Okay, well I'm not gonna lie, like I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah, you can just watch the third. You can watch this one. Mm-hmm. The nun is not necessary. Conjuring two Annabelle. isn't really necessary. Annabelle's not necessary. Okay, so I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the unit. The Conjuring all, is very good. They call them what? That's what they call it now, right? The Conjuring verse or something I, like that. Something like that. Because they're all supposed to be in that whole uh, Lorraine. Yeah, Warren universe. And so, but yeah, talking about that ego mm-hmm. of like needing to sell yourself, I was thinking about like how me. And kind of like your guys' generation too. Everyone, any generation too. I think you guys were the first generation. Where if you grow up with the internet, where the internet is part of your younger years, either puberty or adolescence, whatever. At least puberty. And and especially me being like right at the precipice of me like being self-aware. Mm-hmm. Of me like being in the world. The internet's right there. And so I was just thinking about how like I grew up. In a generation where we're taught to express myself and 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 say things and do things and and people are gonna care about them, and then me growing up, which a lot of people f- have found out, including me, of like no one gives a shit about what you have to say, and so one of the hardest yeah. lessons growing and up. And now everyone. Especially with the with social media and and YouTube and everything, mm-hmm. you like people are now flocking to these performer perform, quote unquote performers by the thousands, and 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 people like me like me I guess barely have found an audience. You know what I mean? And so, and and then the, and, and even when people make it, it's like I'm not supposed to to tell you follow your dreams i'm not supposed to tell you 
you can do this and like if i can do this you can do it like that's why those those uh pop songs with like or taylor swift telling you to follow your dreams it's like what the fuck why am i gonna listen to to taylor swift telling me to or Katy Perry telling me that I'm special, I'm a snowflake, everyone's this one thing. Because she's not talking to you, she's not talking to And us. it's like, like, what the fuck, like me having a podcast, me doing graphic design, me trying to make, trying to make films, and it's like, I'm not going to, I don't feel the pressure, but I'm sure a lot of performers do, of like, being a role model, I guess. And it's just like, who the fuck gave you an entitlement to to try to tell people to follow their dreams or keep going or whatever whatever i like i understand being positive but it's just like like i i've had a privileged life and i've gotten lucky and i'm unhappy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's just like i can't just tell you you know oh guys make sure you fucking do this today or fucking you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like a uh Someone who won the lottery to tell you, you know, liquefy all your assets and fucking buy nothing but lottery tickets. It'll fucking work. It's like, no, no, that's not going to fucking work. Until you literally <laughs> scratch off two million tickets and you win none of them. And so it's like, that's why I say, like, being a nice person will have you limiting yourself. Because I, what I was thinking about uh, while I was in L.A. was... Well, like I was, I was having one of those philosophical moments of like, uh, I don't know, just talking to myself on the mm-hmm, beach, like mm-hmm. one of those corny things. I was uh, thinking about how you have to have in LA at least. This is the vibe I was getting that you have to have a maniacal amount of confidence in order to get where you need to be. <laughs> the Steve Stout, he is uh, one of the he's he's a record executive. Let's just call him that. Famous in the hip hop community. I've, okay, okay. You know, yeah. Yeah, I've heard his name uh, plenty Steve, of times. Yeah, Steve Stout. He just said that when you do what we do, you have to have a how did he put it? And I meant to send the clip to you. Basically, saying how we were saying in the car the other day in the line of McDonald's, like you have to have like an unbelievable like, amount of belief in yourself, like, you have to be, oh, that's what he said, a delusional amount of belief, that was the words yeah. he said, he said, you have to have, that's a better del- way of what I said, yes. yeah, he said, you have to have a delusional amount of belief in yourself to do what we do, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm crazy then, yeah, <laughs> you have to be, yeah, that's I'm the crazy. craziest part, I'm, is not, that I'm a nut job, it's like, you have to absolutely believe in yourself, you have to believe in yourself in, like I said, a maniacal amount, Mm-hmm. because if you don't then you're just going to be a nice person who won't fucking go anywhere yes and and so and that's why i connected that conversation we were having i connected it to uncut gems to where like when they were placing that when uh How- howard was talking to kg and like they were feeling the gem they were like let's fucking bet on this let's fucking do this like they don't think you're going to win tonight, but we're going to fucking bet on this. We're going to show them, you know, fuck you, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's like you have to be delusional. You have to be fucking crazy to to get where you want to be. Yeah. And so to get it, in that top one percent, mm-hmm, like, no matter of what like, you're talking about, the 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 system of media is rigged against nice yeah. people against mm-hmm. normal people because you can't be manipulated like everybody else and so it's like 
that yeah like if you have a soul like you don't want to take advantage of people you don't want to steal from people you don't want to do this you don't want to do that there's there's going to be points in life or in your career that you have to do that you know what i mean and it's another thing that people always say you have to take risks you have to do this you have to do that like that's part of it to where but with la i was just noticing like the amount of people who have that egomaniac kind of thing mm-hmm. and it, it was just you were only there for four days and yeah you saw that and it's and it was just like it was just insane to me like where do, where do those people exist in phoenix i've seen them like in passing like mm-hmm. at the club but i'm like where do you dwell outside of nightlife like who are those people like it's a lot of just the, a lot of the people i went to high school with they're all in like the central phoenix area a lot of them go to first friday and stuff mm. that's where i see them yeah but now um i don't keep in contact with a lot of those people i don't follow those people on instagram did they think they were a little bit too cool for their own a like- lot of people thought they were those a lot of people assumed the pioneer role uh, and it's like no one fucking cares about you. Good artist borrowed, dude. You're just <laughs> stealing, dude. Don't say you created a wave, like. And it's like Phoenix is probably the last place people want to go to for original shit. I mean, I guess yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff here that people can create off of and riff. Oh off no, of. it's great. It's just nobody knows about it. But like there, but the amount of people who think they're living in New York City. And the amount of people who think they're living in L.A. Tr- I see what you're saying. They're trying to build that aesthetic here. And it's like, we're not L.A. They're not going to let, let it happen. We're not New York City. If you want to fit that vibe, I know people who have moved to New York City to, to, to fit that. And it's like, good for you. You figured that out. Arizona is still very blue collar. And so it's like, don't try to bring that attitude of a New Yorker or someone who lives in L.A., or someone who lives in San Francisco or Miami, don't try to bring that, like, oh, we don't give a fuck around here. It's just, like, we're not mean to people. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, Mm -hmm. we don't care about anything here. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just the the amount, I guess, what I noticed was being in L.A., the amount of people who try to act like this in Phoenix, Mm -hmm. the amount of people who try to act like they're in L.A. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, the market isn't crazy huge. It's not crazy fucking, you know. It's that delusional belief thing. Mm-hmm. You have to have some, like, anchor to reality, I believe. Like, how we talk about Phoenix and, like, its potential, but mm-hmm. that probably won't be tapped into for, like, another oh, 20 years. Yeah. I, like, yeah. we're seeing it now. And there's going to be a lot of, like, dips and mm-hmm. go because... It depends on how everyone... Because it takes the city. And it takes... It takes the every, culture of the city. What people don't get is, like, every big city is a big city because of transplants. It is not the people there who usually make the city huge. Phoenix is different. In fact, it, it is enormous. But there was nothing really happening for such a big city for the mm-hmm. amount of space that you guys had. It was like there's probably like a slight monopoly on who makes a lot of money around here. Mm-hmm. There's probably like ten people, twelve people where you got New York where there's ten thousand millionaires. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's and those people are coming from other countries. They're coming from uh, other states usually. Like and these are like you said, you have friends who left and 
that's very intelligent of them because yeah. they recognize they said oh this isn't like yeah this my isn't people my... aren't going to move like exactly that. like, like I even, the, it depends on the market it depends it has, on the... it's called market research for a reason when i moved out here me and amanda spoke i said music and i'm still going to do music but i personally knew that this is not a hot spot i can mm. have as much Market research for the upcoming people, Delhi Every Day, Futuristic, mm-hmm. uh, whoever else is coming out of AZ. And I'm sure somebody's like, oh, there's like a whole but And y'all do that a lot here, too, where there's like, this person knows four rappers from Arizona. <laughs> yeah. This person knows three rappers from Arizona. Yeah. And it's like every, and it's, it's going to have its time. And, and. Like the dude that was walking behind me talking about him going to the studio and he was ready for mm-hmm. some. And I believe in everybody who wants to believe in this. I believe yeah, in Yeah, that's fucking awesome because yes. that's so hard to do now. It is, but you also have to be realistic. Do not think that, again, do not think that this is L.A. Mm-hmm. I know I have to at least go visit Atlanta yeah. once a month. I have to go visit New York. I have to go to these places and meet mm-hmm. these people. And that's why, like, uh, I said, like, talking about being a nice person, like, like this the arrogance and ego that's that you have to have like that's not like that that is taught that yeah that's taught and like cultivated Mm -hmm. and and like just that's why it's important on who you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. and what you what you like you said visiting cities and doing all that and it's like hard for me trying to be i don't want to say trying to be original or just like trying to do my thing and what I think is cool and having my style of everything I do. And it, like even my interest, speaking about my interests, not only on this podcast, but like in normal ass conversation, like I have every time I bring up like, you know, Ingmar Bergman or fucking any non-popular movie that I like, like when I talk about my favorite movies of all time or my favorite directors of all time, I'll say like, you know, the same couple answers, but when, when literally when that question pops up in my head, I get like these micro doses of anxiety mm-hmm. of like, oh, better not mention that because it's going to be weird and I'm, no one's going to know what I'm talking about and I'm going to do this and I'm going to mention this and no one's going to get it and, uh, and just saying these. So it's just like, oh yeah, I like Quentin Tarantino kind of thing, which like it's true, it's true. but it's just like. The, like my, in- but the- that's your market research. You're like, I know you're not gonna know who the fuck Ingmar Bergman <laughs> is, but everybody's seen Quentin Tarantino get his finger shot off and from Dust Till Dawn, like. Because more than more than not, you're gonna have like one of, like that dude that you were with this weekend mm-hmm. say, "Oh yeah, I've seen that." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I know that. Oh yeah, I think I've seen. I think I know that. And mm-hmm. it's like I don't want to have this conversation because you don't know. What yeah, you're like right. you just so don't- it's easier for me to say Quentin Tarantino because I think. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. And so, like, yeah, like I said, me just saying these things, like, I'll, I'll think about fucking Italian neorealism or fucking German New Wave films. Mm-hmm. But then instead of saying it, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, that new Doctor Strange movie is coming out next year. I'm pretty excited for that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just those, like I said, those little micro doses of anxiety, like, hit when I, when I think about my interests and that's why I mean, like having having to have that that mentality of like, no, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm gonna do this, and I don't give a fuck about what you think. Like that asshole, you know, mm-hmm. ego, like you know what I mean, delusional belief, and like that shit is really important. But like, it's it's good to have that, but it's harder 
when you have social media and when when everybody when now social media has this 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 algorithm of this fusion of of performer and audience together and it's just like the market's answer to 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 society to where it's just like here here, perform everything all the time for no reason it almost makes you realize why they're in the entertainment business why there are middlemen like at some point these people have a middleman that run their instagram because that's too Mm -hmm. that's too close that's too that's too much it's already too much for most of us in this Mm -hmm. room Uh, you me and you we're trying to be like I'm like, dude, posting is difficult because, mm-hmm. because that, you that's, say to your who gives a shit. Like, like no one ca- fucking cares. That's literally the All name of my. Like it and the name of my scrolling. podcast is none of this really matters because, th- like, this is so fucking stupid the way the world is now. But it it's turned into this is what we have to do because, like I said, there's these people who flock to performers and. And just all they look forward to in life is sitting down in their bed at the end of the day as a satisfied audience member. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it's just like they want to be the first. They want to be the first to find out about you. They want to be a. That's why uh, the baby. When I found out about him, I was like, "This is the beginning." Like I know there were other people who were advertising before him, but the baby and, and let's say Soldier Boy, honestly, mm-hmm. like not. It's like antics wise, you have to like. They're like, what, you have to have the talent to match it, of course. But mm-hmm. when the baby was walking around, when he first came out wearing a diaper everywhere. It's like, <laughs> yeah. And then they, somebody, somebody with him has to record him. Like, I have to ask somebody, like, hey, man, can you record me doing stupid stuff? Yeah. You have to, be- you have, to have people around you who believe mm-hmm. in your vision. And that and is it, and it's, hard. And it's hard because having a vision is, is, is first of all, difficult in itself. Yeah, daunting. But... It's like having to consider an audience in the creative process is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life because that that's that's just how it is now because of social media where it's just like like you say it's so close together that there's no real like there's such a blurred line. There's no line. time for development. There's and, no time for and so and that's why you get that. those. That's why you get those coming soon people because they know they're just Ooh, right there mm. to advertising. They're just right there they to want marketing you to keep themselves. Coming back. And it's like, like I'm 20 years old and I very I know very little about anything. You know what I mean? And but one thing I do know and I'm confident in is that if you can. That I guess is my advice to everyone listening, that if you can live your life and create, if you're an artist or creator, if you can live your life without an audience, without considering an audience in your creative process, then you should do that. Yeah. that that's the way to do it, to not give a fuck about the audience. But there is a part that I, I hear, uh, there's a lie that we all tell ourselves as creatives. There's this part of us that says, fuck you, mm-hmm. because that's the way our brain is wired, because you're going against whatever the grain is, like mm-hmm. whatever your grain is in your life. That's what you're going against. Mm-hmm. And but we want we are people pleasers. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to like my art. Yeah. Like, I want your point. Blank. I would like everybody to think my shit is the best shit yes. in the world i want you that's the part we have to like stop like like mm-hmm. there's a lot of artists be like man i'm just out here doing it because i just fuck with music and it's like 
No, bro. You want to. You be can only somebody. go. You can only go so far, and that's why I hate it. To where this, like I said, this social media is just performer and audience mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Evan, there's just this endless cycle of of you can be anything anytime you want, and you can just post it. You're a click away from posting a YouTube video, mm-hmm. and 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 like we were talking about before we started recording, like we. We have these TV shows of celebrities lip sync the limp sync battles of now that's culture that's that's entertainment now and that's what we've come to and it's just people try so hard and your talent and your hard work that's why I said that this system is just rigged against good talented people and uh, now I wouldn't say rigged against because we can't. But there are there is some good outcome, you know, like people being quote unquote discovered and these social media, you know, well, I mean, you, and platforms and I would still consider it. I've can I would say the word discovered means more now than it did back then because mm-hmm. we do discover them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlemagne the guy said he was like these fucking executives who sitting up there been up there for thirty two years, thirty three years. He's like, they're just sitting back seeing what y'all are looking at and mm-hmm. then going to go offer this person $5 million. Yeah. Like, that's all. We do the work for them now. We're the A&R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, also just as... Isn't that terrible? But all, <laughs> but not really because it's kind of like I consider it capitalism working itself out in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Instead of you shoving Christina Aguilera down my throat, I can find out about Vicky Valancourt from down the street or something like that <laughs> yeah. who sings... Ten times better is a little bit. Well, I'm not gonna lie, Christina Aguilera is pretty goddamn fine. It's hard to say that she can't sing and she ain't fine. Let me say somebody else, fucking uh, Britney Spears yeah, or whoever. Fuck it. Yeah, anybody who's not fine like any Christina white, Aguilera. any white blonde singer. Yes, Iggy Azalea. All right. No, 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 no. But it goes as quick how many rappers can we think of now that we love literally when i moved here there were rappers that we were like oh i love this fucking guy and now i'm like i haven't listened to one song of him in the past three years ski master sunk glot when i moved first yeah when i first moved here i was like this nigga is it yeah he's like he's going to be one of the best rappers and now literally less than five years later i haven't i had one song of his in the playlist then i let it play through and i was like oh you have one song that he. I'm not saying he has one song, but his projects weren't to mm, me like. There's only so much like in order for your shit to stand the test of time, is way more difficult now. Way more difficult because of that pressure of audience. You know what I mean? Like the 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 pressure of audience to give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Because I just read. Um, I'm not done with it, but I'm reading Seth Rogen's new book. He was saying. That that's why we got Neighbors 2. He's like, I didn't want to do that movie at all. But I felt that pressure from social media, from society. we loved it They were like, we love Neighbors so much. Like, we need a second one. We need a second one. You guys should make another one, another movie. And he was like, so the producers wanted me to make another movie. And so he made it. But it's something he had no... Like, it wasn't in his heart to make Neighbors 2. But sometimes you have to say... like. We, we, we have to remember when we get there, mm-hmm. if you're good enough, somebody's going to pay you. They probably pay him like $8 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like, hey, dude, we really want you to do this movie again. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really feel like it. We'll give you $10 million. Yeah. I don't feel like it, but I will go make this $10 million. <laughs> yeah. But because if you're a great creative, I'm sure Seth Rogen takes like a million dollars of that and decides I'm going to go create something else. Yeah. I'm going to go start a Now cartoon. he's in a ceramics class. Yeah. Yes. You, he's in a ceramics class. Did he really do that? He's doing ceramics, yeah. Let's see. There's shit like that. Like you have $10 million to be able to... Like I tell Amanda, my dream is to be able to make enough money to go to college for a degree I actually want to learn something. Yeah. Like if I can go to college and I pay for it cash and I can live and I'd be like, I'm gonna go get a philosophy degree because I want it. Yeah. Not because I'm trying to get a fucking job. I'm gonna go learn <laughs> yeah. from the subject matter Being expert. Able to go to college because you want to is, yes. is the I'm goal. I'm gonna get like four degrees. That's, That's what the I goal. wanna do. Because now there's that pressure of like I mean, especially this generation of your parents of uh, growing up like after high school. College right away, or military, or military. I was an or military person. You go to the college or the military, or you and you or you up out my house, and guess where I went? Both. <laughs> I did both. College didn't work. Went to the military, and so yeah, it's just for the people probably listening. You're probably wondering how the fuck are you going to dig the episode of this weird hole? Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> literally just thinking. Now I was like, how do we get here? What did we say at the beginning? Uh, what did you did you watch the Loki episode? Yes, I did. All right, let's talk about if that. This episode let's, is weird. Let's we're move grieving. on. We're <laughs> grieving. Leave us alone. Um, yeah, my my dog just passed away, and I was thinking super pessimistically about my yeah. vacation. Yeah, we really <laughs> fucking we really fucking love Chica. Let's just Nate loved her the most, and but so that I literally got her tattooed. If you or you can't see, yeah. Yeah, fuck it. I'll post. You guys seen it. I got it in, during quarantine in my bedroom. My brother tattooed me on his fucking bed. Cholo. <laughs> so, anyways. Those, those are the questions that they ask you. Yeah. At the blood bank. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a tattoo? Anywhere say unsafe. But Loki episode. Uh, yeah, so it. thank you. I just want to talk about what we, we're about to wrap up. That's what I think about entertainment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fuck uh, James Corden. I don't like him. That's his name, right? <laughs> I think so. I don't be knowing none of those late night people. Dude. James Corden? Mm-hmm. I don't know none of those people. The chubby British, yeah, the guy not be funny fake. guy. All of those TV shows suck. Once yeah. quarantine happened, I was like, Li- no one gives a shit those about lip show. sync battles, the, the, the carpool karaoke. What? Everything is First like... All, that's already like a rip-off to an MTV show that there was on like a long time ago. Well, that's all they all they do, recycle. But Idiocracy... And, and, and it's like... Idiocracy <laughs> talked about that. Remember Out My Balls? You ever seen that movie, Idiocracy? Idiot, yeah, yeah. With Wait. Seth Green? Who? No. no, Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I was but, thinking of Without a Paddle. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I don't the, know why. Uh, they, they were watching a show. They could watch a show called Out My Balls. Mm-hmm. Then they watched a show called like, but, and it was just a, uh, it was like the what was it the the Oscar winning movie that year was the movie called Farts, and it was just a screen of ass, and they were farting and the movie theater was dying laughing in the movie. So every time I see stuff like that, I am not against mindless entertainment. Sometimes I am not I, against. I it. have there was a point in quarantine. Where I was watching Survivor Series, just wanting to escape. And so, I was just like, I've watched a whole season of Survivor Series, and I don't regret it. So, 
I get it. But and it's the same thing with I, I, I don't want to. This is as much as I want to talk about it. But it's the same thing with 24-hour news, news you channels. You have to be able to recognize and be cognitive enough to come out of that. Mm-hmm. And understand that there's more outside of that. Mm-hmm. And that is Ex- the, the tool that you have to continually sharpen. Exactly. Is that there is more outside of that. And that you have the ability to, to change your, your field of view. Exactly. Exactly. That's, and that's perfect. So people can't, they can't do that. They literally They're just stuck in 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 24-hour news, yeah. 24-hour Fox News. They're stuck in right. watching lip-sync battles where it's the same episode every time where it's this big buff dude singing singing a 90s R&B song by a girl or it's this tiny white actress singing straight out of Compton. And it's just like, really is like, this come on, Is this guys. what we've come to? No, it's not that we what we come to. You start to realize it's like that's what it's always been. Like every all of those examples you just said, like irritate me because it is one of those like you're trying to be culturally adjacent, and again you're making millions of dollars by being like not a part of the culture, but mm-hmm. like per, like parallel to it, moving in the same way, mm-hmm. and you guys are co-opting things that we mm-hmm. are deeming cool. Yeah. You co- like you said at the beginning with the commercials, like you go tap this guy, like, hey, make this commercial, and it's like, dude, he's not a fucking <laughs> capitalist. Like, yeah. his, his aesthetic is not trying to make you money. So don't sit here and try to get fucking mm-hmm. Ingmar Bergman it, to make a commercial for you. It's like... Like I'm going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go get the new iPhone now because you did that. It's like the the uh, oh, fuck the what they said in Malcolm and Marie, where it's you take all the beautiful parts of my struggle, but I have to live with the shitty parts, kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was just thinking about. That's the, exactly what that is. I was tr- I was thinking about the straight out of Compton, like that song was an exact portrait of class struggle. But now they're using it 30 years later. You got fucking like, Anna Kendrick sitting in the car with James Corden. Fucking singing. singing up. They're like, I can't believe you know this song. She's like, yeah, I love this song. Like, did you listen to the lyrics, girl? <laughs> Do you not know what's going on right now? Like, and the worst part about it is most of you fuckers live down the street from this shit. Compton ain't changed since the fucking 80s. They're still in trouble, motherfuckers. That's what I think in like a, a utopian society like 100 years from now where there's zero crime rate and 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 no homeless people where i i think about how, what we're gonna say to to our ch- or their children In a where, utopia. where it's like what was it like you know a hundred years ago we're gonna be like oh yeah with we had homeless people where we just walked around them and hope they didn't talk to us and we did nothing about it and we you know but and you we know put that, that. every black guy in prison and yeah. like like that's except for, for the no reason, except for Tyler the, the street. <laughs> we put every black guy in jail except for the black kid from stranger things and Tyler the creator <laughs> and it's like like that's the world we live in right now yeah. and so but things are going to change in the future utopian, hopefully the winter the utopian future and that's every book 1984 fahrenheit 9-11 what do they do they erase all of that i haven't seen that fahrenheit 9-11 yeah read the book okay never seen the movie is that uh michael b jordan yes okay i haven't seen it they but that's a part of the movie is that they burn books it's like no you read what we give you and the idea that America doesn't do that, I actually just saw this post today, this idea that America doesn't do the same thing to their people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
oh, over in China, they don't tell them about how they kill the Wager, the Yagers and stuff like that. And then somebody put United States government school. Uh, we <laughs> came over here and we found this land. It was like, it just showed an example of like, you all don't even tell the truth about your fucking mm-hmm. selves. Like, you still tell people that the Civil War was about <laughs> states' rights. Yeah, like, I was in fourth grade. And my teacher said, I swear to God, her name is Miss Dolan. Of course. And she's from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. She said, uh, white people invented everything except peanut butter. She said that? <laughs> and that's what I was taught. And I was like, bingo. Shut the fuck up. White people invented everything. Everything except for peanut butter. Which As if the black plight <laughs> was diminished. Just, I'm not. Ooh, we're talking yeah. about that off podcast. That bitch got me fucked. Up. Hey, yeah. Miss Dolan, fuck, fuck my you. dick. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, me and Josh got wrote up all the time, and we were yeah, also good. the only brown people in the class. Yeah, fuck so, you, Miss Dolan. Why don't you go over there and suck James Dolan's dick in New York, <laughs> Madison Square Garden? Fucking bitch. So yeah, <laughs> that shit pissed me off, dude. How far? <laughs> let's get this podcast started, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You want? What did they say? If you want to start over, do we have any ads? <laughs> Let's start this broadcast over. Fucking. But uh, uh, with, with I, our energy is a little low, so let's start. Let's talk we're just about starting to be let's, super pessimistic. Yeah, let's talk about Loki. How did you, did you Dollar watch it? Dollar Shave Club. Dollar <laughs> Shave. Neither of us have shaved. <laughs> no, I need a fucking haircut. Which Dollar Shave Club is wild to me. This is the last pessimistic thing we're gonna talk about. <laughs> but Dollar Shave, like you're really gonna fucking trust the razor you're gonna put on your face for the price of a dollar yeah like you get a bag of razors for a dollar that's ridiculous too. anyways okay single blade razors are actually way better for your face i do like the dollar store one like the ones you get the at walmart big ones? the big ones the yellow ones yeah i love those where talk th- about a close shave i'll fucking shave my legs with that and they'll be gone for like two weeks why so, do you shave your legs? For my tattoos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, but yeah, uh, I've actually sliced my mole off a couple times with those because them, <laughs> them joints. I was like, damn, y'all sent these joints straight from Japan, fucking bushido blades and shit. <laughs> fucking slice my mole right off. My papa used to use those. Uh, you know head? why he used them? No, for his beard. You know why he used them? Because that's what they give you in basic training, and they're like. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you have hair on your face or not. Shave. My face was bleeding and burning <laughs> for like two days. Like that, I'm 19 years old. I, no I had hair. a mustache. That's what I had. <laughs> I don't have no fucking hair. But um, yeah, Loki. Let's. All right. We're done. Okay. Yeah. How Loki, much was that? How deep are we in this? Part? We're not even that deep. We're not even an hour in. All right, cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> we're not even an hour in. Sorry, guys, but then we just had not to get that shit off. Every episode is a winner. Okay. This is still a good podcast. So yeah. I don't give a fuck what you guys think. Anyways, but Loki was really good. It was. It really was. Shot on anamorphic too. I had to. Uh, I, I think so. Can you look I'm that up? I'm kind of getting. Look up, I'm kind of understanding that look. What technical. You're talking about. Look up technical specifications of Loki. On there's I, this. There's IMDb. this. Uh, like contrast to it. Like it's not dark. You do notice. A, uh, it looks cleaner. I don't know what the better word. It looks clean. They do. It's uh, digital uh, anamorphic. So because obviously they're not shooting on film. There's yeah. no fucking way. No way. Could, but um, but this also lets you know 
how good their secret keeping is. Because those scenes, like, they were, they had to plan that from the scene in Endgame where he did that. It's like they had that years before that they were going to do the Loki show. Yeah, and that, that, I noticed it that. it picked right the fuck back up. Where, from Endgame. From Endgame. Because Shawnee, my sister Shawnee told me that when that movie came out, they said, oh, they're supposed to be doing the show. But if we hear about it, then you know that it's been in the works for about two to three years and they kept that shit super low key. That's like, crazy to me. Under, it, and, it's, and they really, I had to look up whether Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was canon I, anymore and I don't think it is because of these shows now. I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not, you don't have to. Or Agent Carter. I only watched it because I thought it was going to be a part of the MCU mm. but it went way like left. Yeah. It was like, okay. I heard it got pretty weird and I, the same thing with the New Mutants. Uh, the is new that? Mutants, that's a movie. Okay, I'm wrong then. <laughs> that movie, man. I think that's supposed to be MCU too, but I don't know. I th- yeah, I I think I remember it. I'm pretty something sure it's about supposed that. to be MCU, but they're definitely setting up the X Men. Oh, that's I'm coming. I'm I'm pretty excited for that because this this celestial thing, they're going to need some help. Have you seen the new trailer to the Eternals? I have. Hold on. I love that. Uh, I love that. I want to say his real name, but I can't think of it. Paperboy. I know who you're talking. Paperboy. He's from Maryland. So no way. Yeah, he's from DC. Can you look up Chloe Zhao or the director of Eternals? I want to say that's her. Yeah. She she directed Nomadland. But I love. Uh, I love shout out to her. I love watching trailer breakdowns after Marvel movies. Those are the <laughs> only movies I watch trailer breakdowns. There's so for. many details that go into Did, the trailers. Yeah, and and the dude that broke down the video, I was like, oh, when you talk about one thing, I love about any movie, no matter what. I don't. It's not even that it has to be a universe. I just need it to be great continuity. Mm-hmm. I need you to, there's things that I catch where they turn their head and your ADR is off or mm-hmm. something. And it's like, what the fuck were y'all doing? Yeah, it, it's what insane. What is your problem? The amount of planning. That's why I have so much respect for the MCU. Mm-hmm. Because it is an art form, what they're doing. It's not cinema, but it is, like Martin Scorsese People took it out of context when he said it's not cinema. It's not cinema. What he was saying, it's a different kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's a he he compared the MCU to an amusement park, mm-hmm. to where you go there for a different kind of entertainment, a different kind of satisfaction. Right. And so, like he, that's what the MCU is, and especially with their way of storytelling, insane over a decade of storytelling, and not one. There's people try to find like. Uh, plot holes. Yeah, very difficult to very, do. Very, and if there, if people are like, oh, what about the, it's a reach, super reach. It's a reach of trying to find or like a, 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 a hiccup, a detail that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. like. It's like does the the, like that detail didn't really matter, right? A kind like, of thing, and so what do you think about there? Like yesterday, I was watching. Uh, I think if I'm going to try to start applying the stuff I learned from Nate, I will say that cinema- cinematography Guards of the Galaxy Volume 2 has some of the best like shots. It is one of my favorite that I've seen. I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. but it is like one of the best like visually vibes to mm-hmm. it. Other than I guess 
Doctor Strange or Thor. I I have to say Thor, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Ragnarok. It's yeah, in that's that. Top. That's top. That's the best like aesthetic and mm-hmm. be- because of Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. which. Let's time out on this Marvel talk. Have you heard about Taika Waititi? What happened? No. Okay, so he got in trouble for this, but I will say that he's a fucking pl- he's a fucking player for this. That he so he got in trouble. Meta, you can read it after I say this. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble, not canceled or anything, but there is a pic- paparazzi leaked pictures of him. With Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson all like kissing each other, and I was like, "Is that supposed to be bad or something?" I mean, it's the the representation of the brand of Marvel, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know, it's bullshit. I think yeah, it's, it's the, only because I think that sh- this fool is pulling. Only right now. the only right. thing, the only thing that that is the MCU has a problem with is that it's owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. It's not. Marvel is it's I should say Disney I've, but I should say Disney yeah. those people also need to learn um no one gives a shit <laughs> I don't that, know that's what I mean like that's like, that's it's dumb that he's in trouble or my, receiving flack from I it. have to catch Zoe shout out to him right we're gonna put pictures that we're talking about that he's looking at Taika Waititi Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora fucking sitting on a beach house making out all yeah. three of them. And, like, just shout out to him. Bro. And, again, mind your fucking business. These are rich people problems. That is so sick. These are rich fucking... Anybody, so any woman and or man who is mad about anything that is happening, Y'all mind your fucking business. Tell me that's business. not mad your, respect. There's a... That lifestyle... If you go to L.A., you will also learn. Society is so fucking made up. The stuff that people accept in their lives, mm-hmm. depending on where you're at economically, spiritually, whatever the fuck have you, mm-hmm. the compromises that people start to make, you start to realize, like, oh, everybody's just playing it safe. I'm yeah. going to say this as a person who's married. It's safe. It's a play it safe move to get married. And this motherfucker <laughs> is kissing. Is out here. In, the, in public. Kissing. You know what kind of I don't give a fuck you have to have? He's doing that on the balcony knowing there's paparazzi there's, after there's him. Tea time. Taika Waititi. Tessa Thompson is a black woman who is out here like... The black community is going off on her right now. Mm-hmm. Because Taika Waititi is... Asian. New Zealand. Isn't he Asian though? He's from New Zealand. He looks Asian. He has some Pacific. Uh, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm about to say Watiti. I'm like because watch Thor Ragnarok. There's so many uh, Pacific Islander and Love and Thunder is about to come mm, out, which mm-hmm. is I'm excited for that because he, I I love Natalie Portman. She's coming back. Yeah, she's gonna be in Love and Thunder. She's gonna be Lady Thor. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. She's gonna be Lady Thor, and I just love Natalie Portman. I actually just. I want. I'm Jerk about off to, to her. What? <laughs> <laughs> I have before. Not gonna lie. But yeah, I mean, who hasn't? I did it in the desert. To, um, her, to your highness, I paused the scene where she jumping in the water. Mm-hmm. Because in the desert, there's no internet, yeah. so it's like I had to get a bootleg your highness copy, and I was like, pause. <coughs> Bless you. Gross. Um, your highness. We were talking about bad Natalie Portman movies. Your highness is one of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
that entire movie is hilarious because I'm like, it's one of those movies like movie 43 or it's like. Is that the one with. No. It's it a, has Danny McBride in it. Yes. But I was thinking Michael Sarah. That's not Michael Sarah. That's, that's no, that's a year one. You're that's year, year one with one. Jack Black. Yeah. Okay. That shit is funny too. about the Italian guy doing the voiceover for Michael Sarah. oh shout out to he's my like childhood friend we we don't really talk much anymore where nothing happened or anything like there's no beef or nothing we just don't talk anymore but uh sean thomas dm me while i was in la and he sent me an interview or not interview it was like a basically like a podcast episode with michael Sarah and jonah hill and they talk about that they talk about how uh the Super bad, uh, being dubbed in Italy. Yeah. They, or they talk about the guy who dubs Michael Sarah and was talking about Elijah Wood and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like Elijah Wood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was super funny. But he did him. Elijah Wood the accent too. He did that. Michael Sarah was like making fun of the guy. Yes. <laughs> he was like Elijah Wood. I but, did that first, by the way. Just remember <laughs> that that happened on none. This really matters. That was me first. Elijah Wood. <laughs> But um, uh, what was I saying? Michael's. I was gonna talk about Michael Sarah and how actually very fucking good of an actor he is. Mm-hmm. Because there's a movie that I can't fucking find called Youth and Revolt. With it's basically I don't remember what it's about, but I've been looking for it and I really want to watch it again because I saw it when it like came out. When did that movie come out? Like 2009, I'm 2009, guessing. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking cold. But anyways. I really want to, because Michael Sarah now, he doesn't make movies. He's a, like a Broadway actor. He's like a big theater fucking legend now. He's like, I'm tired of being looked at as a weirdo in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and so now he's just uh, in theater and shit, and it's unfortunate that he's not making a lot of movies or any movies now, but hopefully he comes back and makes like a really good fucking film like when he's older or something. He'd probably be exhausted. Probably from all the fucking exposure he yeah. got within like a five year fucking span. And then when like everybody would take pictures of him, like wasn't there like a whole Facebook page at one point of like Michael Sarah doing regular of things? like yeah of like fans coming up to him and he's just like super social. Like, damn, of, he's over. <laughs> he's just super like socially awkward. I'm just gonna put that away. Yeah, <laughs> where he's just like uh, yeah, like him getting cat food, but or like. Him grabbing a bunch of stuff, but he didn't get a basket, so he just like mm-hmm. carrying it through the store. And admittedly, it's like holy shit! It's like you're him in real life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and and so, but yeah, and then shout out obviously on the other end, Jonah Hill. We've had talks about him on the him. <laughs> Jonah sure, Hill. He's an asshole to some people, but I love him as an actor. And he's a, a very cultural phenom. He's a very uh, great, passionate artist. And he does a lot of passion projects. And uh, I can't wait for him to make another film or write another film or whatever. Whatever he does, I'm going to love it. He's another one from a, a rich family background, though. Mm-hmm. So he had, like, that leg up. Well, I hate to say leg up because it's like you can't just be in Hollywood, even if you do have a leg up. It's not like fucking what's-his-name, Clint Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood, is yeah. like... Out here making Oscar winning fucking movies and shit. He's in goddamn Suicide Squad and uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, 8. like he's not. Scott Eastwood is a terrible actor, yeah. but I did watch 
Diablo, which is a Western. With is he not a great actor? Starring uh, Scott Eastwood. And I did not like it when I, the first time I watched it through. And then it was almost like I, I have this, there's a term called termite art. Where it's like one of those things where you I I uh, connect that with good time because termite art is what when you consume something and you don't know how to feel about it when you experience it, but it just stays inside of you and you end up just like forming these opinions on it and just kind of just sticks with you. I'm trying to think of a termite art. And I I I think of Diablo as one of those movies where I watched it and I didn't like it, but I just found myself just like, dang, that movie, there was just something about it. It's just like, that was, I think I do like it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not going to use a Marvel movie. I need to show people <laughs> I know more movies than that. Uh, what's her term, my movie? I couldn't think of one. I'll think of one. You continue. I'll think of one. As in we like continue. termite art, like I connected with good time because that's a lot of people's reaction mm-hmm, with good time. Mm-hmm. Like it eats at you later on. Yeah, and and what I love about it is that at the end, the end credit song is that uh, the pure and the damned by Iggy Pop, and I love that the Safety Brothers got Iggy Pop, which he's like the king of termite art, to where he just does these things and creates. Th- this music that just kind of sticks with you and you don't know if you like it or not, but you end up just remembering it. And there's just something about it that you just feel on an emotional level. Astroworld. Astroworld. I would. That is very, because I, what I say the opposite of, uh, there's actually this article I read that uh, I fucking, I didn't. I always try to give credit. I, I did... I forgot who it was by. I'm sorry. You remember the publication? No. I'm, I feel so bad right now. Yeah, it's all right. But there's an, a, it's a very popular article within the art world um, where it's the difference between termite art and white elephant art. Because mm-hmm. white elephant what art... What is uh, white elephant art? What Film is that? Film Culture Magazine. Film Culture Magazine. Thank you, Menda. Thank you, Menda. Thank you, Who's Menda. Who's the author? The 40th anniversary... Yeah, uh, next year, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, termite art and white elephant art. That's what I... I was reading that like three weeks ago, maybe. But Good Time is definitely one of those. And it, it's just one of those things where it just kind of... You don't know how to how to really process it when you're first experiencing it. And then after you then that's but the reason why i bring all that up is because of diablo with scott eastwood i was just like because i remember i was at actually at zia with you when i bought that movie really and i i I just bought it because i was in that western phase Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of like i need to indulge on just all this cowboy shit and so i watched diablo i think literally that day or the next day and I was like, I don't like it. Scott Eastwood did not convince me that he's this cowboy person. And I ended up thinking about it like a week later. And I was just like, that was actually like kind of a good concept. 
because just the way the movie is is like him it's almost like fight club in a way to where it's the duality of him to where you think because it has this other character in the movie to where you you end up finding out that it's actually the same person kind of thing it's a little twist that's i don't want to say spoiler like seven psychopaths almost yeah it's like very psychological it's very psychological. Seven Psychopaths? Well, it's, who's in that? Christopher Walken. Can you look up who's in? I know it's Christopher Walken. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, the okay. The crazy guy That's, from... Uh, I'm, I'm, I was just trying to picture mile. the... I was trying to picture the... Uh, I love that The movie. poster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great poster. I love that movie. Where it's like gray with like a red. Mm-hmm. Or orange, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... there. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's very, it's very uh, termite art ish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Scotty's. Why did we bring up Scott Jonah Hill? Mm-hmm. Um, about uh, legacy. Yeah, because I know you were talking about like I I want to bring that up because I think sometimes I try to my I know I'm the producer, but I also am a creative, and I want to like help other people out there know that me and you do a lot of research not just on like art but like the people who create this art and like where they come from their background Mm -hmm. why you want because that plays just as much of a part that's Mm -hmm. what makes you the artist like Mm -hmm. i don't i i remember there was a point before i really started taking creative or creativity and just being artistic seriously i would like kind of question why where someone's from or what city someone's from was important. Mm-hmm. I was like, regionalism isn't a thing anymore. Like I used to think like that wasn't a thing, which it kind of isn't, but now I know why it's important yes. kind of thing. And so no like, matter how much those lines blurred, I will say water and y'all say water as much <laughs> as, as much as those lines blur. There is, Phoenix is, is mainly Mexican and it is over. It is, by and large, the majority here is Mexican. Yeah. So the culture will always have like this culture of like undertone of Mexican culture. Like even yeah. the white people here, their houses, the way that they speak, mm-hmm. they say tortilla correctly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just built into like your culture, and that will always be. Uh, that's why I really enjoy traveling. Not even just like I tell people, like yeah, travel the world, but you could go to fifty states and find out that all of you are completely different. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the United States kind of is. It's it's fifty different countries essentially, and so it's just it's crazy to me that 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 is such in a confined area Mm -hmm. of like you can go to. Oklahoma and you can go to Portland and, and they're two completely different and it's like this is the same country we're in and same you can drive mm-hmm. we're talking about driving you can take a 10 hour trip to maybe to the mid to the Midwest and and you're in the same country and you'll get completely different cultures with completely different ways of believing ways of of speaking ways of thinking and i always and i i'm one of those people who does have like sympathy for middle america because drive through that motherfucker one time and (laughs) tell me like i promise y'all civilization doesn't start until phoenix there's el paso and then there's nothing Mm -hmm. and then there's phoenix 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and I always think about the fact that when you're driving these places, I see homes. I see trailer <laughs> yeah. parks. I see, and I'm, you, you, you get so caught up in the fact of like, man, my life sucks, but it's like, Man, you live in a city. You better fucking yeah. suck it up and like get some money, bitch. Not fucking crying because there's people out here. They they are working at a farm because that's the closest mm-hmm. place to where the fuck they were born for God knows what yeah. reason. It's and not your fault yeah, that you were like, born there. It's like just be quiet, dude, and fucking go with it, kind of thing. Yeah, like it's, it's like in the Departed. They said this is America. If you're not trying to make money, you're a fucking douchebag. Damn. So it's like. Shut the fuck up and put up with your They situation. usually are like, and those people who are like anti-money usually are like, it's like you're anti-money, but you're so like. Mm-hmm. But you're American. Yes, <laughs> you're so, uh, you have no idea how American you are with your anti-capitalism. Mm-hmm. It's like. You piece of shit, shut up. I love capitalism. Like that's because I'm black. So that means I'm like, I need some kind of. You're brown. We need some that. some kind of resource. Yeah, some kind we of need advantage. that. We need that competition. Yeah, there's going to be like a level or maybe certain opportunities we miss, but for the most part, nobody's going to fucking tell me I can't do mm-hmm. something. I have started my own business. We buy our own cameras. We buy our own microphones. Yeah. Like. We're typing on iPhones. We have, all of us yeah. have Macs. Like, suck my dick. <laughs> I love money. I want to make more of it. But I will not sell my soul. Mm-hmm. I think then that's what we try to convey on this show also, I think, is that, you know, we you say that none of this, you name this, none of this really matters, but we had the conversation on the way home. That that means stop thinking it... <laughs> It matters. It's al- it almost me. It almost means, don't overthink. Just do it. There's fucking like you don't because like still do what you want and chase your dreams and do all that, but just remember that no one gives a shit about what you have to say. No. So you might as and well good, just isn't a and that and we mean that in like the most optimistic <laughs> way yeah. I can fucking try to convey to you. They don't. I don't give a shit about what you saying, because I'm. It's the. It's twenty twenty one. I'm gonna fucking forget mm-hmm. next year. And so and so, it's just like you might as well. Don't try to torture yourself and kill yourself over uh, people pleasing. Yeah. And so just do what you want. Market research is important. And all of those yes. little details, but just remember. Because what market <laughs> research is is trend analysis and mm. you we don't know our trends you can't tell yourself your trend you don't mm-hmm. nobody analyzes their trend google knows what you do all the time especially yeah. if you have like an android phone they mm-hmm. really know what the fuck you're doing but apple knows what you're they they can break it down and tell you during this time you do this so maybe you should try to that was that's the future of us remember i don't know if i've spoken about it before the specialized medicine that's going to be like genetically coded like mm-hmm. oh where they're taking people's blood yes and-, and they're like this medicine this dose of this will work best for you because you have this genetic marker and blah 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 and you know that's one of those things mm-hmm. like had them having a a database filled with billions of people's genetic markers is some people are like oh that's terrifying they're going to clone you yeah, but there's also <laughs> going to be 
people who get cured of uh, like lymphoma or mm-hmm. leukemia or or sickle cell or sickle cell or or like actual genetic diseases, we might see the fall of Down syndrome. Yeah, right. like you you know what I'm just yeah. It, like that's it. So you imagine the future of like, okay, we know at least we we know now we can catch Down syndrome before the baby. But what about the future of like, hey man, we can do something about that. Mm-hmm. And the only way we'll get that is if you get the DNA of forty-two million babies that have Down syndrome across the world. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you're getting. That's going to take us hundreds of years. But market research is important because you, the people that you're trying to please, don't know. That you're pleasing them. Yeah. That's the point I was trying to get at. You don't know. I don't know that somebody got me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the Migos got me. <laughs> they fucking turned my art to me. When yeah. I went to the club, I hated fight night. Migos. Let's, let, let's, yeah, ma- yeah, let's, yeah, make- let's end that. <laughs> let's end that on some Migos. Migos. Ooh, ooh. Let us say right now, this is even, it's not a hot take. It's not a popular Whatever, this Migos are termite art. Yeah, at its most fullest Something extent. Something about them gets in your ear. Because I heard, let me say, my mother I, likes the Migos. Let me say that I heard Chinatown for the first time, and I had no idea what they were talking about, but I knew. There was something about it, and that became my favorite song in the world. And th- that is so good. That's the, that's <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That is the best thing I've As ever Amanda, said in my life. When I first, I said, what is this fucking... I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I heard, hit him with the left, hit him with the right. And I was like... Knock the pussy out. Like, I was like, night. I guess this shit go hard. Me and Amanda dancing like with our eyes, like I guess this shit go hard. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, I have YRN2 bumping <laughs> in the Durango. Turn this shit up. These niggas are up next. I and then no YRN. This was YRN. The yeah, the first one. Yes. And then they had like no label two come out. Yeah, yeah. I was on all of them after that. I was like, when's the next Migo shit dropping? And then we got the masterpiece. Culture. Of culture. That is timeless. That Thank you for buying me that on vinyl because I listened to that all the way through. Mm-hmm. It I'm so glad we're talking about the Migos. One, culture three might grow on us. But Mm. I will say, oh, tell I want I'll be giving these niggas free promo because QC ah. is genius, dog. Because these okay, niggas, oh yeah, Mendo wasn't there when we found oh, out. Oh yeah, they gave you. There's 18 songs, right? Mm-hmm. There's 18 songs on Culture, okay. on Culture Three. They made three different albums of the same songs. But whoever is the main per- whoever the person is on the hook, that's their album. So it's Culture Three a- Takeoffs way, Culture Three uh, Quavo's way, Culture Three Offsets way. So it's there's only three the- separate albums. So if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, and people and they figured out they're like people have a favorite Migo. Yeah. People, I mean, where they put that again? Market research with the, when their individuals. 
Came out that's, solo albums. And they that tricked is, us. That is the epitome. They fucking tricked us. That is the epitome of market research. They tricked us. They were just testing the fucking waters. We thought that they just gave us some bullshit. They probably did try hard, but they was like, all right, the Amigos know that they're never going to break up. Yeah. They know that they're never going to break up. So they said, let's fucking go our separate ways. And you know what? Make what we like. You know what? You know what else was termite art was them making the decision to make solo albums, and it grew on you. I was because you know more than you guys know more than anybody when Quavo tweeted uh, Quavo Huncho's solo album coming soon. I literally posted on Instagram, "Trust me, nobody wants to hear that." (laughs) (laughs) And that was you saying that, and I said. I did not want to hear. We were worn out. We were Migo and Travis Style because that was post. That was Huncho Jack. That was that was everything. And 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 then, like like we said, we were high hatted out. Oh, for sure. I couldn't handle a single trap beat. Just after hearing that. it now, my head gives me a headache. Hearing like, Culture Two all the way through. Oh, and I was just like, I can't do it no more. There, there is a thing that culture like, two almost ruined hip hop for me in a way. Mm-hmm. It wore me out. I honestly think culture two was a game changer. It wore me the fuck for out. everybody. It was, and so because that was the start of having. Would you say that culture one and two changed the game each time? Mm-hmm. And we'll see how culture three. Because Drake has it. is on. Is he on culture one? No. No. He's on culture two. Yes. Walk it like I talk it. And he's on culture three. Yeah. And that I will say, let me you shout out that song. Let me shout out Drake because he was talking his shit on that song. What is this? I forgot what the name of the song yeah, was. I can't think of it. But if you look at the lyrics of his verse, he is just and speaking of rappers talking their shit, I having our way. Having our way, yes. That is Drake mm-hmm. on the opening verse having It's such a Versace moment. It had this culture three gave me like they're trying to tap back. They heard it I feel like they listened to us. <laughs> yeah. Were you listening to us, Siri or some <laughs> shit and passed it along? Because I definitely got old school Migos vibes. Mm-hmm. Like the Over... beats are very they're hard, but they're very like simple. Yeah. Like they was back in the trap with the niggas, just like I think they said they like we back in the trap with the niggas for this album. Like mm-hmm. and you can hear it; mm-hmm. it is legitimately like. And and speaking of like we're talking about rappers who are talking their shit, I was thinking about Jay Z of why Magna Carta Holy Grail is my favorite album is because that's. Jay Z's, because you know Jay Z doesn't do that. JD Jay Z isn't the type to flaunt the the material. He's very uh, he he has he's done it. But when you listen to Magna Carta Holy Grail, that is the entire That's album. Him, yeah, he uh, him talking his cash shit of him was, talking like oh yeah, you. like him saying oh yeah, I just bought my neighbor's house. Uh, how give me a housewarming gift? See what your new neighbor about. And he's talking about Lamborghinis. He's talking. He's talking shit of like, yeah, I got Beyonce. That's my bitch, kind of thing. Like that song, "Beach Is Better," where he says, "My beach is better." Like his beach house. He's talking about Beyonce. 
And uh, he's just, and that's why I figured out why I love Magna Carta Holy Grail is because he's literally bragging. So that was your introduction to Jay-Z. Pretty much. And that's a very mature take on that because a lot of people didn't like Magna Carta Holy Grail because of that. And it's, yeah, it's literally him bragging about all the shit that he has. They felt like because of the time that it came out that he was trying to follow the wave of the Mm -hmm. youngest. Because it's right, it's the following after uh, Watch the Throne. Yes. And they're like, oh, you just trying to follow the youngest. And he's like, and then now you saying that is like, no, he wasn't following the youngest. He was sunning the youngest. Yeah. He was like, he was like, ho, 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 ho. Y'all doing a, Jay-Z likes to pop out when niggas start talking too, like, too much yeah. cash shit. Like, when Lil Wayne started getting a little bit too, like, lippy, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. And then he did the same thing for a little bit. He he barely did it on 444. Barely. 444 was, uh, that was art. For sure, art up and up and down, through and through. Because, and he was when you like poetry. You, the the reason when like why I bring it up is because when you talk about when new artists, when young artists start hating on old heads, that's when Jay Z comes out and mm-hmm. says something. Because the whole holding the money to your ear trend when mm-hmm. that was a thing, when he said y'all on the gram holding money to your ear, there's a disconnect. We don't call that money over here. And they got that and, hurt so many people's feelings. And everybody stops doing the money to their ear. Or and, the exact opposite. Every southern nigga was like, Hey yo, fuck you, Jay Z. Then mm-hmm. they started like holding it with their arm. And then they was like, Oh, I'm gonna put it up and then he on the interview with uh John Michael by uh can you look up the interview where it's the black and white one, please? Oh, I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think he, I think he spoke about that. Either that was either Rap Radar or that interview. I can't remember which one. Watch both of them; they're really good. But he was basically saying like, I didn't say like that was bad. Yeah. Like he was just saying like, we don't call that money over here. Like I don't understand. Basically, like he was saying like, if you got your feelings hurt, then I was talking yeah. to you. Like if the shoe fits, kind of. Like thing. damn, we don't call that money over here. Like this nigga buys paintings. He figured he lives in New York. And he moves like a New Yorker. He mm-hmm. figured out he's a billionaire. He should be. Mm-hmm. You live in New York, and, and you never left. And I think on the same song, he says, "I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for three ninety nine." And and on the same song, he talks about buying a piece of art for one million. Three years later, that shit worth two, two million. million. Four years later, that shit worth eight million. Man, I can't can't wait to give that shit to my children. Excuse me. No, it's a it's a interview. Look up Jay Z interview and it, it should pop that, up. It is that interview, but it's uh, not. They're just speaking on the bar ball. Oh. It is rap radar. But so, yeah, but yeah, Jay Z. It was rap the rap radar interview. Jay Z is just one of those people where when he speaks, you have to listen mm-hmm. because he is teaching us stuff. Like whether we realize it when we hear it, or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. or or it just comes to us later. And so, I and the same thing with like Kendrick. Yes, and Kendrick does the same thing to where he's to the point where if he's on a feature. Everybody in the because he puts out so little content, but he's very meticulous. But he's to the point where not only like to the point where it's like dropping oh Kendrick dropping an album or Kendrick dropped a single, it's literally like he puts out so little content to where oh he's on a feature 
everybody has to go listen because he's about to talk some shit kind of thing mm-hmm. on not even his song. Mm-hmm. So like, like when I remember uh, an example is uh, when Kendrick was on that Busta Rhymes song, everybody was like Ken- Kendrick's feature got more publicity than the entire fucking Busta Rhymes album. And so, by the way, that song with Kendrick, that Michael Jackson sample is insane. And so, but yeah, the, but the whole poetry that both Jay-Z and um, Kendrick have. And, and Jay-Z, speaking of another game changer, because you know I'm on my super like financial kick, like just learning. I don't have any money to move. But mm-hmm. just, just hearing, uh, seeing and hearing a lot more black people, for me personally, I'm not sure, if, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure brown people have their like, you know financial freedom but jay-z in the hip-hop culture at least if you listen to hip-hop he puts you on to like legal money that's still a lot of money <laughs> yeah like options and buy this art like that's why i started buying your art it was just mm-hmm. like because once somebody broke it down to like art only has as much value as somebody else has like wants it for like mm-hmm. one day somebody might want your a girl is a gun poster because they're like dude that's a one-of-one one, and nate hasn't made that ever Ever again. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the connection is that this was 18-year-old Nate who made that poster. Mm-hmm. And you'll be 36 because or something. that's the way, like, that market works. Yes. Is that, like, buying shit that will grow in value. Yes, you have. It's the ultimate test of patience. And I had to find out as a 31-year-old, I don't save mm-hmm. money well. Mm-hmm. But what can I do to where I'm like, oh, okay, I can make sure that I don't touch this. Mm-hmm. I'll buy something that I know will at least either stay the same value or appreciate in value. Yeah. And that, and I don't even know if it can stay the same value because it's always going to appreciate. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to raise, you know, the dollar rises every year or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. So. That's, Whew, it. that's it. I think we should end it right there. I'm going to say, I'm not going to say that's it. Are you done? I'm done. We didn't talk about, I mean, we did talk about film, but. Not too many movie specific, but uh, yeah, well, let's just week, end it right there. Next week is a uh, brothers and a brother. Yes, this has to. Uh, this episode is dedicated to Chica. Yeah, shout out to Chica. Go listen to uh, Crit Bulls and Blood Terriers episode yes. three. I think I'll probably put a snippet of that episode at the end of this episode. Uh, that is episode three, I believe. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's episode three. About yeah, so. 40 minutes of us talking about <laughs> Chevy and The Chica. opening 40 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, R.I.P. Chica. May you rest in peace. And, and um, yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Chica don't give a fuck. No. She like, she like, does I'm going to shove my face into your crotch. And so you're going to pet me. Yeah. Even if I'm in this stuff, I think it makes me laugh because when you push her away because of her face, it looks like she doesn't give a shit what you're doing. (laughs) It's like you're trying to push her away. It's constant straight face. Uh, Maybe we should explain what types of dogs they are. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Chica is a miniature bull terrier, which if you you don't know what that is, for white people, it's the target dog. For Mexican people, it's Chico. It's Chico, yeah. And then so, I'm pretty yeah. sure when you said Chica, they probably already imagined. Yeah, but I named it Chica yeah. because it's a girl, mm-hmm. obviously. Chevy is Should a... Should we say her original name when y'all got her? Yeah, so we bought her off of 
Craigslist for like I bought her off of Craigslist for like two hundred bucks. Uh-huh. And uh her original name was China because her eyes are small. <laughs> and I was like he told me and was and uh he was like, Oh her name's China. And I'm like, Really? And he's like, uh I was or no, I was like, You mean China? <laughs> and he was like, No, China. And I was like, Oh, like a girl, like and I was like I was like, Wait, like Chinita? And he was like, Yeah, I was like, That's yeah, I was like, all right. Thanks. They want to change that. And I was like, all right. And I was like, hey, we're we're calling her Chica because I was gonna name her Chica anyway. Yeah, I didn't yeah. care what her name was because mm-hmm. you saw her. It was like, why would you not be Chica? And so he was like, oh, we call her China. And I was like, all right, man. Well, uh, well, I'll see you later. And so he left, and I was like, okay, Chica. And then that's when I got the name.